precious one welcome to another segment of the word of faith podcast the podcast that brings you the unadulterated word of faith to help you walk in the greater things of the spirit so that you'll be able to enter into the greater destiny which belongs to you we continue with our episode king size errors and today we want to look at the fourth one which had to do with Rehoboam. Rehoboam is the son of Solomon and he reigned in, in the stead of Solomon when the 40 reign of his father came to an end. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 12, I'm reading from verse 1, but to be able to make some amount of sense, um, uh, you know, to help us fill the gap between where I'm reading from, I want to read the last verse of chapter 11. Then we'll continue with the first verse of chapter 12 of 1 Kings so that it flows very well for our understanding. Now the last verse of 1 Kings chapter 11 says, And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. Chapter 12 and the verse number 1. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass, when Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt, that they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore, make make you the grievous service of your father, and this heavy yoke which he had put upon us lighter, and we will serve you. Verse 5, And he said to them, Depart yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father, while he yet lived, and said, How do you advise that I may answer these people? And they spoke to him, saying, If you will be a servant, to this people this day and will serve them and answer them and speak good words to them then they will be your servants forever but he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him and which stood before him first night and he said to them what counsel give you that we may answer this people who have spoken to me saying make the yoke which your father did put upon us lighter And the young men that were grown up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus shall you speak to these people that spoke to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but make you it lighter to us. Thus shall you say to them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father has chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. Verse 13, And the king answered the people roughly, and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him, and spoke to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not to the people. For the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying which the Lord spoke by Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. 
So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not to them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse to in the son of Jesse to your tents, O Israel. Now see to your own house, David. So Israel departed to their tents. But as for the children of Israel which dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned upon them. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, precious one. Rehoboam made a, a grievous mistake which shouldn't have been made. And we want to look at that king size error that Rehoboam made. When you read the broader passages that relates to uh, what I've read to you, you get a bigger picture really clear. And I would advise that you take some time and read the whole passage from the ending of Solomon through Jeroboam, the prophecy of Jerob, uh, the prophecy of Ahijah to Jeroboam, to Rehoboam, you will get a clearer picture. And the clearer picture, when it comes to Rehoboam, is the fact that, in as much as we saw in Solomon, the the uncontrolled passion of a gifted man, with Rehoboam, it had to do with the wanting power of a weak man, the wanting power of a weak man. That was the greatest mistake Rehoboam made. Wanting power, yet he is weak. All right. Now, this is a young man who was taken over from his father Solomon. Now, he is now going to be made king in Shechem. In other words, Judah has made him king automatically because when when Solomon died, as as a son of Jesse uh, or from Judah, Judah had already automatically he took over. But Israel was going to make him king over them in Shechem. So Rehoboam left Jerusalem and came to Shechem. And there they were going to confer their loyalty unto, unto King Rehoboam. Or they were going to, yeah, they were going to give him his, their loyalty and then uh, put the, the kingdom from their side, give, hand over the kingdom from their side to Rehoboam. Now, before he could be made king, hear carefully, before he would be made king, the people asked him, one simple question or ask a favor from him that you see your father decided to build a heavy and a rich kingdom and as a result of that all the days of his 40 years we were put to labor to be working and to be doing this and paying taxes to be able to advance the vision of your of your father and your father has done a lot for us as a kingdom but we want to ask one favor of you reduce our labor reduce our taxes reduce our our our, our the, the projects that are going to be done reduce it so that we can have some briefing space to be able to take care of our own the bible says that hear me carefully the bible says that this young man did not have an answer for them remember that in solomon we found the servant leadership in solomon he wanted to serve his people he wanted to serve his people and God was so proud of him. Now, this is a guy who are saying that, this is a, a guy, Rehoboam is a guy that the people are asking that please reduce our burden. And he didn't have an answer. And the reason why he didn't have an answer is that he was not a servant leader. Because he could have seen right through this favor that it is an opportunity to strengthen his kingdom and to be able to make the people follow him. What happened? The Bible says because he did not have an answer, he went to the, 
the old man that stood before his father and gave counsel before his father and asked of them counsel. And they told him, if you will be a servant to these people, they will serve you more. That is all. If you will be a servant to these people, if you will have their interests at heart, if their, if their benefit and, and their well-being is actually at the center of your kingdom, they will serve you. That is the summary of all the counsel the old man gave him. The Bible says he forsook the counsel of the old man and went to young men who had grown up with him. Those young people, colleagues, peers, who have never been a king before, who have never stood before a king before, who don't know what it takes to reign. The Bible says that he went to seek counsel from these, these people. And what happened? The Bible says that they gave him a youthful counsel. They said that, tell them that you are going to be wild, vicious than your father. They should look at you carefully. They should consider you carefully. Your father was, is, 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 is the least they, they will ever have. Your father, during his reign, they will, they will miss his father Solomon. Now, is it not foolishness that you who are waiting for a people to, to make you king, they've not made you king and you didn't have a better answer for them. These are the people that are going to make you king in Shechem. They've not made you a king yet. And you could not talk to them. The Bible says that he spoke to them roughly and answered them anyhow, according as the young people have counseled him. Oh, that was a mistake. The third thing was that Rehoboam didn't even find it an opportunity to pray about, Oh Lord, how should I answer these people? God was not in the picture for them. Eh, for him. God was not in the picture. For him. Rehoboam did not consider counsel from God. That is a sad thing. Remember that God has made us kings and priests unto him. He places us in strategic places so that his, his, his reign, his agenda, his plan and purposes will be advanced. If we get stuck at any corner in our, in our walk, in this life, in our reign on this earth, remember that the best person is the one whose purpose we are running, whose agenda we are, we are walking in, and whose, whose reign has brought us into such place and position. He's the best person to consult. He has the manual. But oftentimes, many Christians never consult God. Never consult God. Many Christians are having marriage problems. They consult peers who are unmarried for, for counsel. That is wrong. That is a big mistake. Your fall will be eminent. Your fall will... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right? So... It is so important. In Rehoboam, we see somebody who is wanting power. He is hungry for power, yet he is a weak man. He is a weak man. Many Christians are weak, yet they are hungry for power. You see a husband, hungry for power. Hungry for power that he, he, he takes delight in his wife being afraid of him. His children being afraid of him. You see a boss in the office. He takes delight in the fact that his, he, he, he gets opportunity to terrorize his, his, his subordinates and people under him. 
you see politicians you see people in places and position they take advantage they see position they see the place the the grace of god upon their life as an opportunity to trample upon the freedom of their fellow human beings wanting power of a weak man you see when it comes to a weak man weak people always have the tendency to be abusive and harsh they have the tendency to be abusive and harsh but the bible says david says something he says thy gentleness has made me great great people are very gentle great people are gentle david said thy greatness o lord thy gentleness o lord has made me great thy gentleness has made me great rehoboam wanted to abuse his own people the people who were going to make him king the bible says that the people said there's no way you will never reign over us before he w- he would start reigning they have started rebellion internal rebellion had begun because he wanted power he was hungry for power he is hungry for power he is hungry for power never be hungry for power let me give you a simple advice never be hungry for power be hungry for god power is already in god he who has god has power he who leaves god to seek power will never find it never be hungry for money never chase money those who chase money never find it all right never chase money chase solutions if you are a solution provider money will chase you let money chase you let power chase you you don't chase power you don't chase money but rehoboam was a man who left his god who who has made it possible for him to come into a reign and a position like that and went after chasing power he wanted to look powerful he wanted to look powerful you know that he a king reign he was wild he was deadly he was he was this he was that oh that king will never forget him the way he brutalized his people let me tell you it is not wickedness it is not evil report that makes a man a man great it is how a man will serve his own people and the bible says that and jesus took his rope and took a towel and bound it around his waist and took water and began to wash the feet of his disciples and he said unto them this thing i do unto you you will not understand it now but you will understand it later you will understand it later you will understand it later the bible says he got to peter's tent he wanted to wash his feet peter said lord you cannot wash my feet jesus said unto him if i cannot wash your feet then you have no part in me you have no part in me then dead peter quickly said lord not only my hand not only my hands and my feet but my whole he says no he that is clean need not to wash all over again save his feet and his hands i came to tell you jesus the master taught us a lesson that we should be servant leaders we should, if we are leaders we should save we should look for every position and every opportunity that we get we should see it as an opportunity to serve 
and to bring God's kingdom to bear on people's life by serving them. Are you a headmaster? Serve the students and make their life better. Are you a manager in the office, in the bank place? Serve and let people come to realize that God, you are a gift of God, a, a gift from God unto them. Are you a pastor? Serve people. Serve. Be there. Let their interest and their welfare be your driving agenda. That how will I can I tap into the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, and the power of God to, to, to make these people's life better? Such that if their lives are not better, it is a worrisome unto you. Are you a shop attendant? Serve. Serve. Are you a husband? Serve. Are you a wife? Serve. Are you a son? Serve. Wherever the position is, you see, everybody is occupying a position at each particular moment in time. All right? Are you a staff in government office? Serve. Are you a staff in corporate office? Serve. Are you a market woman? You sell vegetables, you sell this in the marketplace. Serve. Don't sell unadulterated products or contaminated products to people. That is not service. You are monetizing evil. Praise the Lord. Serve wherever you are. Are you a lecturer, a professor? Serve. Are you in the military? Serve. Wherever I find myself, to serve. In the name of Jesus Christ. People who take advantage of where God has placed them to serve will always have an opportunity to advance in in whatever they are doing. God will create more opportunities for them because he knows that they will serve. They will serve. When God says something about Abraham, it pleased me. It has always been a scripture on my mind when God was going to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy it. And after the angels have eaten in Abraham's house and they were living, the Bible says they said that should I not tell Abraham what, what I'm going to do? For I know that Abraham, for I know that Abraham, he will, will raise his house. He will build his house and command them after him. That is a statement of fact God made about Abraham. For I know Abraham that he will command his house after him. He will command his house after him. He was a father. He was a father. And this is the testimony God had about him. That he will serve to make sure that his his children and his household, whether you are born there or not, whether you are a a son, a child, or a, a slave, you will come after him. You will walk in his steps. May it be so for us. May it be so for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. I came to tell you today in summary, do not be like Rehoboam, a man wanting power, yet he's weak. Let us seek strength. It is strength to serve. The greatest among us is the one who will serve and serve us. Therefore, he says, serve one another and love one another. May the Lord help you to be a man of service, a leader who serves. In every capacity God places you, you serve. Your mind will be a mind of service because you know that all that you do, you do unto the Lord. Whatever service you render to every man that God brings in contact with you, whatever you do for that person, you're doing it for God. May God help you. May God strengthen you to be a servant leader the rest of your days. In Jesus' precious name, hallelujah.
precious one, I believe that you have been, been, been blessed by this message and your life has never been the same. If you've not given your life to Christ, today is a, a great opportunity for you to do so. Why don't you put your hand on your chest and say this after me? Make it your own words. And I believe that today your life will be transformed like never before. Say with me, Heavenly Father, today I hand over my life unto you. And therefore, I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth that God raised him from the dead. I believe in my heart today. I receive Christ in my heart today by faith. And I know that I have become a new Christian in Christ Jesus. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done for me. I am a child of God today. Hallelujah. Precious one, you are a new Christian. Christ has come to dwell in your heart by faith. And you are renewed in Him. Your life is never the same. You are a new person. Find a Bible-believing church. Join or attach yourself to and you will grow there and, and, and you will do marvelous things in his name. Glory to God. If you've been blessed by this message, I want to encourage you. Why don't you share this message with somebody? Write to us at ps.korsah at gmail.com. And I know that whatever you are looking for in Christ Jesus, whatever questions that you are, is bothering you, whatever clarity you are seeking, write to us. We'll be happy to help you see uh, what scripture is, is prescribing or helping you to see. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God strengthen you this week and make your, your, your life glorious in the eyes of all men to his name. Hallelujah.